0: Hey, welcome to the Bruins Benders Podcast, episode 28. It's the Bruins and Hurricanes Game 1 Recap with Maddie and Smitty, and it's brought to you on our new home, the Inside the Rink Podcast Network. Insidetherink.com is your one-stop shop for all your NHL news, insight, and analysis. Follow on Twitter at Inside underscore the underscore rink, And download the new Inside the Rink app to get everything on the website, right on your phone. And now Smitty has a quick word from our new show sponsor and friends of Inside the Rink, BetUS.
1: BetUS has your NHL, NBA, UFC, PGA, and NFL betting lines up for their 27th year of live betting. Sign up at BetUS.com with the promo code RINK for a 125% sign-up bonus. Again, that is BetUS.com. And use the promo code RANK for your sign-up bonus. Play with the proven mainstay in the industry. BetUS. You bet. You win. You get paid. BetUS.com. Well, Smitty, I hate to say that you may
0: be right. But you may be right. (laughs) Uh, In the last episode, you had a prediction of the Canes in five. I hope you are not correct. And I'm not going to give away just yet, but... And our game one recap tonight, you know, for the first 12 minutes of that first period, the Bruins played exactly how you need to play in a road game one with the crowd, you know, jumping and Carolina with speed and obviously they love to play against you because they, they beat you three times in a regular season. So you come out and really play a good road first period for the most part. Uh, Last eight minutes, Canes get two gift penalties you kill one off really well. The other one you survive. Uh, and then the Canes outshoot you six to nothing in the last, uh, you know, seven and a half minutes of that period. Um, then they get two goals and net with net front presence and, you know, a tip in front from a tough angle. And then, you know, there's, they get shots through and that's part of the difference between you and them for the Bruins. They get shots to the net. Um, and the Bruins aren't doing that enough. Taylor Hall might have been the best player on the ice all night. He scores a goal on a wicked one-time on a great play by still not Still not sure how it went in. But then a horrendous pinch by Matt Grislich gives up the third goal, goal and then the, the wheels fall off.
1: Yeah, I thought they were playing a really, really good road game until the Canes' first goal in the second, and then it started to slip. Um, the first two periods, Coyle's line was out-attempted uh, 11-0. Um, tip goal and a screen goal for the Canes. They do a good job of getting shots through. I mean, they practice it. They talked about it on the broadcast. They practice it every day, uh, about getting shots through. Uh, and then it got away from them. It seemed like the game maybe was closer than the final score indicated, indicated, but in the end, it ends up being like the rest of the games against Carolina. You lose by a lopsided score. They've yet to score two goals in a single game against this team. Right. So until you can score more than one goal, I I, I find it very hard to believe that they're going to win four games one nothing. So until you can <laughs> no, score that's not happening. until you can score no. two goals against this team, it it is it is what it is. Yeah, you're you're on the very low end <laughs> looking up mm-hmm. a big giant hill to where yeah. Carolina is and until yeah. you can prove you know, that you can sustain what you did in the first part of the first period and maybe into the site like that defensive uh, game plan road game was really good. Like the road, that first road period and a half was really good. But can mm-hmm. can you sustain that for 60 minutes? They've had problems all year where it's been a little blip here, or a little blip there, and it ends up in the net. It's happening again in the playoffs. You know, you play really well. Then it's a tip in front. It's something else. It's, and then it snowballs. And then, and now you're down and you can't, you don't have the firepower to come back against a team like this. You just don't. You don't. And again,
0: another night where they get a ton of shots on net, they severely outshoot their opponent and they score one goal. And, you know, you look at their lineup and you say, okay, their first and second lines have really good players, you know a couple of hall of famers and a couple more who might make the hall of fame. Like you have, you have good players on the top two lines and you feel, still feel like you don't have enough firepower. And when your third line plays like ass, like it did tonight, I mean, it was bad. That's the worst I've seen Charlie Coyle play in a long time. And Trent Frederick, just as I've said on this podcast, week after week is teetering on when, once he plays a really good team in a playoff series, can he sustain? Can he compete? And and I'm telling you, it's coming true that he can't. He can't do it. Like he doesn't possess the puck. He's too lazy on it. He doesn't he he doesn't win the battles against the good teams in a high pressure situation. He was bad tonight. And that line cannot be bad. That has to be one of the lines, the one of the advantages you have in the series. And they weren't tonight. I mean, and now it looks like Carolina has more of the, de- you know, the four depth that you thought you might have had over them. And, and you know, it's 21 to two against them this year. I mean, that's no fluke. No. I, mean, that's, I mean, I know that they didn't have this guy, they didn't have that guy, and it was in October and all this stuff. But it's no fluke. And now Carolina knows it. So they're playing with tremendous confidence against you. So that's that's a real problem. And, you know, this this first period in game two is going to be a big Big deal. Bruins have to score first, have to get on the board, have to put the pressure on Carolina. All right, 7 Chirps time, playoff edition, sponsored by Lops Brewing. Lops is a brewery and tasting room in downtown Socket, Red Island, specializing in small batch ales and lagers. It's open seven days a week, and you can use the coupon code SPORTS to get 10% off your online order. Go to LopsBrewing.com and follow them on social media at Brewing. Uh, sharp number one, the hype video that came out, the Bruins, you know, look at, give me all the hype videos. I love hype videos. Get me all fired up. Chills. That one, Meh. I just, I, I, first of all, was it the fleet center in the mid nineties where it changed from here we go Bruins to let's go Bruins. I think it was. And
1: what's that all about? I don't, we don't say let's go Bruins. No, I don't, I don't. Yeah. I mean, we do now because we've kind of adapted to it. But it was always here we go, Bruins. It was always you know here what? I'm going to stop. Go I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop doing it on the tweets. Yeah. I'm going to say here we go, Bruins, from now on. Yeah. 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 That's what stop it should it. be. That's what it should be. That's what it's been. Let's get back to that. Let's get back to the good old days. Of the I Boston Garden.
0: I, I I just didn't love it. Like I, I get you want to get the fans involved, everybody,
1: yeah. you know, let's go on the tapping and
0: everything. Put put eight kids out on the street hockey and have Charlie Coyle
1: narrate you
0: know, <laughs> eight kids from Weymouth eight playing kids street
1: hockey from and have him narrate the goddamn thing. Get Grizzlick over right. there. We'll have some yeah, kids from Charlestown write. too. Right. You have know what? Have kids, have kids from Weymouth yeah. and Charlestown in an all out Donnybrook. Brook. That, yeah. would, that would fire some people up. That would fire people up, you know? <laughs> just shirts over their heads, just just
0: going to town each other. And then yeah. everybody's, like, carrying their sticks home afterwards, all right. bloodied. Right. Give me that. Give yeah. me that thing. But this one tonight wasn't wasn't very good. I, I just didn't love it. I don't know. I just It just wasn't as hype as, uh, you know, as, as ones in the past.
1: No, um, I'm with you. All right, chart number two, does Jeremy Swayman get the start in game two? I think you have to. Really, I think okay. you do. I think you have to. I think. I mean, Olmark, the fourth goal by Trocek was off his dome on a terrible angle. Goes in. I mean, why I don't does know. He
0: go I, down there. I, I
1: like, mean, he, he was he was good overall. Like he like Jack even oh, mentioned yeah. it on the broadcast. He made a save when it was two one. He's like mark that down, and then yeah, and then Hall yeah. comes down and almost scores to tie it. And you're right. like, all right. And then they give up a you know Grizzly with a terrible pinch, and then, and then it's three one, and, and, yeah, and then yeah, it's, and that's and that's gone. But yeah. um, yeah, I it, I think I think maybe you ju- maybe you do. You see if you 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 can find a hot hand and change up the you know the juju, the momentum, whatever it is, and and see if you can have uh, you know have Swaim and give you a lift.
0: I don't know. Here's my problem with it. Like, I don't think it was Allmark's problem because I I do think he made several really good saves when they needed it. But the the problem with going with Swayman, what if Swayman stinks in game two? Well, that's true. Now, what do you do? Like, Like, you almost have to give Allmark, like, another go just to say you played fairly well. You know, yeah. we didn't bury the chances, and then we gave up a two on one in a bad pinch, and then yeah, that the, the short yeah. side, high tough angle thing that can't go in, uh, and then an empty netter. So I, you know, yeah, maybe you're, a, tip, you're, you're probably a ridiculous right. tip. Yeah. So I don't know. I the only problem with it, and I see what you're saying. The only problem with it is, is if you put Swayman and he gives up two goals in in five minutes, now you're screwed, right? Like now, now who do you have? Yeah. Like now, now it's. Now you're taking on water and I take the things over at that point. Um, so I might give Almark one more go. And if you lose, you know, four to one next game, yeah, then, then you go swimming at home and hope to God you catch lightning in a bottle. I don't know. But um, I just can't stand the whole going down thing. Like, and he tends to do that when the puck's getting closer to the, like he goes down and he doesn't need to go down there. I don't understand The guy's way off the line. He's 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 past the red line. Yeah. Like, I don't know. That's just I don't know. Uh, All right. Chart number three. Does this loss make you feel better or worse about the rest of the series?
1: I feel about the same now uh, as as I as I do uh, as I did going in. So um, it's still the same thing. You have to prove to me that you can play with them. You prove to me that you can play with them for 24 ish minutes. Um, right. but can you play with them for 60 minutes four times right. and win enough right. games? I'm not right. sure you can. So I feel uh, like,
0: I feel like you're sit- you were sitting on your couch, just nodding your head the
1: whole time. <laughs> I wasn't, I was this, actually, this I was, I was pissed and I was like, well, first I was like, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. And, okay. Then, right. and then, and <laughs> then, you know, then they scored and I'm like, oh, here we go. Yeah. And then Hall scores. And, and I was like, and I was you know, I could feel the momentum. I'm like, okay, here we go. And then just, a, you know, just a terrible, yeah. terrible goal to to give up to go down. 3-1. Well, the
0: the pinch, I mean, it was – the thing was is that it was – I thought it was the right pinch. You, you just have to – you have
1: to cut stuff the puck. <laughs> like yeah, they said it hopped over a stick, which, like you was, know, p- it happens, I guess. But at the same time, like in the playoffs, like you – You have to make the play like that's what it comes down. You have to make the play like, yeah, it hops your stick, like start with your stick a little higher off the ice. I mean, I don't know what to tell you, but you got to make the play. Like if you go in that situation, you 100 percent have to make the play. You have to or you or you back up. I mean, it's simple as that. And, And I don't mean to make this a bigger issue than it is, but
0: we said this at the beginning of the year. Mac Gryzlik was a really good third pair guy, showed some offensive ability, some skating ability, smart with a puck, good puck mover. But once you give him more responsibility, then it tends to make it so that the player gets exposed a little more. And now instead of playing 13, 14 minutes a game, you're playing 18, 19 minutes a game, and now you're getting exposed more. And I think this has happened throughout the season where he's he's gone backwards. He, and I like Mac Gryzlik. But I feel like part of it is he's put in a situation outside of his comfort zone and it's, it's, it's exposed him because you just didn't leave him there at, at third pair with the proper amount of ice time and then really let him use his assets. But now it's, you know, you're seeing some of that, you know, overexposure. Um, all right, trip number four. Do you need to do something different with the third line? And I'm going to say, yes indeed oh. I'm going to say Frederick scratches, and I would bring Wagner up to fourth, and I would bring Felino and I
1: would use the Smitty idea from a month ago, Felino to the third line. I I that's where I'm at too I think. Uh, I I mean I'm not going to take Coyle or Smith off the hook either cuz I thought the whole line was absolute garbage uh it, for the first two it periods Holy 100%. The third period I thought they were a little better in the third but still yeah. as a whole you know nice. usually in the playoffs like the top line You know, they play even because you're going against the other team's top D pair. The second lines, you know, maybe you have an edge there one way or the other. And the third line is really where, you know, where in the playoffs, good teams, you you know, you have an advantage. Well, it appears as though Carolina has a decided advantage there and um, they need to do something different. And I think Foligno up to that line would help. I don't know if that's going to do enough, but uh, they do need to do something different.
0: Well, but some of it is that Coy- Coyle has to be much better mm-hmm. than he was tonight, first and foremost. And Smith wasn't really all that great. I mean, he was trying to get pucks on net and not getting them on net. It just wasn't, they just weren't a factor. And in fact, they were a liability. Yeah. I mean, the other line was crushing them. And I, and I think that you have to do something there with uh, Frederick needs, needs to go again. You know, Freddie was fine for a while. But he can't just rest on his laurels. He's got to give it everything he's got. Like he's going to lose his job tomorrow every single time because he's a borderline NHL player. So he has to give it attention to detail, give it all he's got every single time. Or if he starts to just get lazy and lackadaisical and go through the motions, then he's a liability and he's and he's gone. Like So he you can't have that in the playoffs. Um, all right, uh, chart number five. Late in the game, it looked like Marchand took a little stinger to the shoulder. It's probably been uh, damaged since the whole situation with the Capitals and Hathaway earlier this year. Do you think
1: Marchand is hurt? And that's a big part of the problem. I think he is hurt. I think he is hurt. And I I, I think think he'll probably. Yeah, Yeah. I think he'll probably have a surgery when the when the when you know when the Bruins are either uh, Stanley Cup champions Mm Mm-hmm. Or, uh, <laughs> yeah. or, or eliminated. Uh, right. but yeah, I think he's more hurt than he's letting on. I think he's trying to battle through it, but if you're in the lineup and we say this all the time, if you're in the lineup, right. you, you're one of the guys you have to produce. I yeah, mean, I mean, he, he wasn't good tonight. He wasn't good. No. And i you know, we'll talk about that a little later. Um, but yeah, he, he, he needs to be better if they're going to do anything in this series.
0: And the big thing I've seen with Marchand, even when he was playing a little bit better and getting the assists and, and doing something out there, is that the whole puck possession thing, he doesn't, he doesn't really dominate with the puck possession like he usually does. And I think that's probably because he's injured. I, think, I just don't think he's as so strong in the puck. Right. And he wasn't as strong on the puck tonight. And I think that's part of it. Uh, number six, we might have been wrong. Do the Canes have more forward depth than the Bruins?
1: Yeah, I think the answer is yes. Yeah, I think, I think we so. were. I think we were. I think we were wrong. I think we were maybe looking at it through rose-colored glasses. We were trying to find right. uh, some place where the Bruins might possibly have an edge in this mm-hmm. series. And uh, yeah, I don't think it's an edge. <laughs> I think it's. No. I think it's an edge for Carolina. Uh, pretty decided edge if if uh, if the second if the you know the third line and. And Martian and and Bergeron's line is going to p- play like that. Then, uh, yeah, it's 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 an edge to Carolina. Well, that third line is what Stall,
0: Niederreiter, and someone like it's pretty good. Martin, uh, no Martin Net- uh, Nesjach fourth Nesjach Nescash. Oh Nescash, maybe Nes-cash? I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. It's but it's Stall. I mean, that's pretty good. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think they are. I think I think they are, and they showed tonight. I mean, they have five different goal scores, did not they? I mean, they. Yeah. You know, they had five guys Yeah, you know, who scored, and the Bruins had Taylor Hall, who looked like he was by far the best Bruin out there. I mean, he was, he was playing the way a number one overall pick plays. When he's got that power stride going and that skating ability, and I mean, he is something. I did notice this, though, in the stats earlier today. I was looking at Taylor Hall. He's only had one year where he shot higher than 10% with a shooting percentage in his career. And that was the year he won the heart he was at fourteen, something okay. and then this year was nine point two, but that was like third best, like his shooting percentage is pretty low overall in his career, and that's the one thing holding
1: him back from you know being really elite. I thought he looked re- yeah. dangerous tonight, like honestly, Dead. I thought he may have been the best player on the ice for either team, like I thought that's how oh, good yeah. i that's how good he, i I thought he was like he sure. every time he was. Had the puck, he was dangerous. Like, there's a f- couple of times he just came down off the wing, backing the defense in with his speed and just rips yeah. off a wicked shot. Like, yeah. he was dangerous. He was. And well, how and- about the back check? Steals it, comes down, rings the post. Right. Like, holy shit. Yeah. I mean, he for did. He looked game. every bit of, uh, yeah. of, a, of an MVP uh, in the yeah. game tonight. He really did. Yeah. I mean, he did. And he's, he's
0: powerful when he strides.
1: And uh, he's
0: just, you can see why people would love him, you know, and draft him to be that type of player. All right.
1: Trip seven. Prediction for game two. All right. You ready for this? Oh, God. Here we go. Kane's <laughs> three, Bruins two. In overtime, so they score two goals, so we're okay. making progress. Okay, but they but they still lose.
0: But but so you're saying the 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 backbreaker, the the backbreaker or well, backbreakers, like like get
1: there maybe even like a two to one lead. You know, let them tie it. Two, I not No, to I one, don't. I don't want it to, to be. I don't want it to be that. I'm not imagining that in my head because that's just too much anxiety <laughs> yeah. and right. depression right. and bad right. things for me to okay. deal with. So I'm just gonna say, you know, Bruins tie it in the third. Uh, they go, they go to overtime, and they Kane's it on a fluke. Some, you know, okay. a similar goal to like something they scored tonight, like a off net tip or you okay. know hits a skate, goes off, you know, Connor Clifton in front and in one of those. Okay, one of those. Yeah. Okay. And uh, and they lose three two, but okay. but they make progress, so yeah. they'll win game three at home. I'm gonna
0: go, I'm gonna go two to one in overtime, Bruins. Bruins get an overtime and it's just one of those grinder games, survival of the fittest. Like you need a win desperately. Mm-hmm. You get one, two to one in overtime. And the goal is by like Lazar. I something. love it. Like just something like ridiculous. You know what? It should know? be no He He no fucking shake, yeah. deserves one. Oh, yeah. She really does. I mean, my God, hands of stone. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I think they're going to pull out it. Cause look, Bruins have been extremely resilient over the years. They have. When you think they're done, they always seem to come back with some sort of effort. And I think that come holler high water, the Bruins win in like an overtime fashion in game two and make it a series. I do. Now right. whether or not they'll win the series. I had them in six. I don't know about that anymore. But Stay with that. I think got to give me hope. I don't. I I don't. I don't really have much right now. I still think they can win the series, and it looks ridiculous. Knowing it's twenty-one to two Canes, and it looks ridiculous. But I still think that if they play like they did for a large portion of that game tonight, yeah, that over time they can win the series. I I really believe that. But they have to finish somehow, some way, and their power play. Oh my God! Just as I, just when I thought it couldn't be worse, that was the worst power play they've had, and that's saying
1: something. Well, when they needed it with nine minutes left, it is. But that I mean, you're going against the number one penalty kill in the league, so yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. But holy, your shit, power play's been your power zone. play's been awful for two months, and then you now you have to go against the top penalty kill in the league. It's going to look bad. It's going to look bad at times. I mean, they kill at eighty-eight percent. That's ungodly good. So. Yeah, I mean, it, is. it but is, but man, you, you do need to, you do need to have it look like a semblance of a power play, like enter I the do. zone, pass around, get a couple of shots, have some chances. Don't entirely kill your momentum. Like right. you, you can't, you can't have it be so bad that the crowd is unbelievably fired up, you know, no, or I the Canes are give give, the or the Canes no. are getting more chances than you are. Like no, you can't no. have that. Right.
0: You can't have it be a momentum changer the other way. You can't. You can't do that. Right. Um, yeah. So so uh, that that needs to change, and I don't. I don't know how. All right. Time for the beauties and benders for this game one. And my beauty is number three, Patrice Bergeron. Uh, early on, he he led all scores in the first period with four goal, four shots on net. I thought he was pretty good tonight. I thought he he had a horrific penalty call against him on a phantom trip yeah. uh which was a bad call. But I thought Bergeron played pretty well tonight. Uh number two, Eric Haller had that great pass from from the backboards in front to to Hall and he continues to produce. And uh and then number one I had Taylor Hall, I think, as we've talked about. He was the best player on
1: the ice in a five to one loss. So yeah, so my uh, three beauties, uh, for number three, I had the fourth line. I thought they were good all game long. They had a bunch of chances. Nosek had a couple right in front there. Good setup by Lazar. I thought Felino was actually pretty good at possessing the puck down low. They banged bodies. They caused some havoc. You know, they did what you would want a fourth line to do uh, in a 5-1 game, especially. Like, they... They had momentum swing shifts for for the Bruins on, on their side. So I thought they, they were good. Yeah. Uh number two I have Charlie McAvoy. He was uh you know, physical, uh laid a big hit on Jordan Stahl early, he had a couple of other big collisions, had one in the corner with Niederreiter, um, had had an assist uh on the pinch where he got the puck to Hollow, who got it out to Hall and, uh for the goal. And I thought he I just thought he was really good overall. Um him and Lindholm too, I thought as a pair they were they were yeah, pretty good. Um, and then number one, Taylor Hall, who was, I, I thought easily the best forward on the ice. He was flying. He was dangerous all night, scored the goal within inches of, of tying the game at two, two. So, um, yeah, Taylor Hall, uh, easily number one,
0: you know, if that puck goes in,
1: you know, who knows what happens? Yeah, absolutely.
0: Carolina in the first period when the Bruins were carrying play, I thought Carolina was getting a little tight. Like I thought they were thinking like, you know, we should be, we, we've killed this team all year. And I thought that maybe they were starting to think, oh no, not again. Like, this team isn't going to beat us in the playoffs again. I mean, they're eight, Bruins are eight and one in the last two playoff series against Carolina. So I thought there was a little bit of that going on there. And then, of course, you can't score. And then they get that tip goal off a weird angle mm-hmm. and uh, changes the momentum. All right, time for the benders now in my third bender, Charlie Coyle.
2: Face it, you're a Neo Maxi Zoomed Weeby.
0: Non existent tonight. Just just not. just one of the one of the worst games I've seen him play. And he's got to be a hell of a lot better if they're going to do anything. Um number two, I have uh, Bruce Cassidy.
2: Face, it, you're a Neo Maxi Zoom Dweeby.
0: Power play does not seem to change. And it needs to change pretty soon. And at number one, Trent Frederick.
2: Face, it, you're a Neo Maxi Zoom Dweeby.
0: He should be scratched. He should not play in game two. They should bring up uh, Chris Wagner, and they should give him a, a run at it. He'll hit people. He'll do what Freddie should do, because Freddie's not fighting anybody. You're not going to fight in the playoffs. You're yeah. not going to do any of that. So Wagner can do that. Maybe Wagner can. How about this? I watched just just to get ready. I watched highlights from the last playoff series against Carolina, Eastern Conference Finals. Game three in Carolina. Bruins are up two games to none. It's 0-0 in the second. And all the highlights were Carolina highlights in the first. Like, they dominated. But Rask was awesome. So Wagner gets the goal to put him ahead. And I'm like, wow. He had that goal. He was standing, like, A-framing in front. Right. And it was Nordstrom shot it, and it went right off his stick and in, like, on his knees even. Yeah. And in the net. And I was like, oh, my God, Wags. (laughs) So. (laughs)
2: <laughs> Throw him
1: in there. It's a there sign. It there it is. Wags. I love it. Uh all right. My three vendors. Number three, Matt Grizzlick.
2: Face, it. you're a Neo Maxi Zoom Dweeby.
1: He was minus three. Uh bad pinch that leads to the back breaking goal uh when they had the momentum. Can't have it. And like yeah. you said, I think he's um, you know, maybe playing a little over his head. Playoffs tend to expose him a little bit. Uh, Marchand, number two.
2: Face, it. you're a Neo Maxi Zoom Dweeby.
1: He was minus three with two shots, and he's a, he's a non-factor. He needs to be he needs to be better. They need more from him. If if he's a non-factor in the series, they lose. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. They yeah. they can't go through the series and have him be you know a non-factor. They just can't. No, they can't do it. Uh, and then um, number one was the numbers line.
2: Base. You're a neo maxi zoomed baby
1: Freddie Coyle, and Smith were dominated by the Canes uh basically the entire game uh the shot attempts, like I said earlier in the first two periods were eleven nothing for Carolina. It was a little bit better in the third, but something there needs to change uh they need to play better number one uh and then maybe uh you know somebody gets scratched, like you said
0: yeah i I think
1: that's that's true and um
0: yeah they they have to be better because they can't be beaten by. You know, the third line, or Faust is on the third line with them. With uh, st- stall and rider, I believe. Uh, all right. Game two, Wednesday night, May 4th at Carolina. We'll be on it right after the game for the next episode and recap game two. Hopefully a Bruins win. You can rate and review our podcast for charity. We give $1 to the Bruins Foundation for every rate and review on Apple or any rating on Spotify. Go to InsideTheRink.com for Bruins Benders merchandise as well. We also have play like pricks merchandise up there. And I think the Bruins do need to play like pricks a little more.
1: They do. The absolutely. Game. Absolutely need to do that.
0: <laughs> they absolutely do. Uh, give us a follow on Twitter, on Facebook, subscribe to YouTube and download the inside the rink app. We will be dropping an episode after each playoff game on all platforms. And you can watch it live right after the game on inside the rinks, Twitter, and Facebook and YouTube, and we'll also uh, uh, retweet it on our Twitter page as well. So until then, hopefully the Bruins can get game two. Until then, go
1: Bruins. Here we go, Bruins. Here we go. (laughs) That's what it is.